0: Bigger, faster, stronger is the mantra in college football. And not just in college football, in football at every level. High school, college, peewee, Pop Warner, XFL, NFL, arena football, WFL, anywhere you play football, being bigger and faster and stronger than your opponent is a part of the fabric of the game. And at this point in the season for all teams that are done with their regular season, That means all the NFL teams, all the college football teams that happens right now. Football players are trying manically to find an edge. Where can they get fit? Where can they get bigger incrementally faster, incrementally quicker. And for Penn State football, that starts in winter conditioning and workouts. And that starts now in the spring semester. So, even though it's all of them, the answer to this of which players need to get bigger, faster, and stronger. The answer is all of them, but I've distilled it down into a list of a top 10 and it's going to come in a different form and fashion for each guy on the list, whether it's the way they play, whether it's an injury concern or whether it's because they are key to the future of Penn state in 2022 championship teams are built in the off season and it starts in the weight room. And for these guys, Penn state needs some of them or it benefit all of them to take a significant step forward in their physical abilities those are the guys we're taking a look at today so a couple things to know before we get started we're not taking a look at any of the freshmen because obviously they all have to get bigger faster and stronger they just got out of high school except for denying Dennis Sutton he looks like he is 30 and has two kids already he's just a giant human Um, but these guys are going to be guys that are on the team and the second thing is uh, the lit- the listed heights and weights is coming from Penn State's official roster, which also has Jaquan Brisker on it, and it has uh, guys that have entered the transfer portal. So it's as accurate as it's going to be. So if there are people watching that say, well, actually, I know this guy weighs X and Y. Listen, I'm good, but I can't read into people's minds to know how much they, you know, currently weigh as of this morning or when you're watching. So those are two important things to know. Let's get started coming in at number 10. Number 10, you might say you're starting with a slot corner at 5'9". Well, yes, yes, I am. Penn State needs to figure out their slot position. One of the guys returning is Daquan Hardy. And last year, Daquan Hardy almost never saw the field in run situations. He was a coverage-only player. Fewer than 10 run snaps per game, if you're watching here on YouTube. Uh, five missed tackles. Now, one of them was against the run. But that's because he only had one tackle in run defense. He was on the field for, I think it was 53 run snaps total for the entire season. And he played in every single game. I've always said this. You can be small, but you can't play small some of my favorite players to watch are 5'9 because they just murder people on the field legally with good tackling and Hardy I mean just look at the way he was used Penn State wanted to keep their three linebackers on the field Curtis Jacobs really good run defender for that position uh, but they they used Hardy in a very specific way I'm almost 100% certain Let's put it at 91% certain that Curtis Jacobs is moving to the will position based on what James Franklin has said and what we saw in the bowl game. So, who's filling in at that Sam linebacker position? We're going to have a couple guys that we talk about today. But if Hardy wants to be the guy, he's got to be better against the run. Currently listed at 5'9", 180. As close as he could get to 190 would be great without sacrificing his coverage ability, which is excellent. Borderline like elite. I I always always want to find something different to say than elite, but it is exactly what you're talking about. Almost unassailable. The problems are coming when he is uh, pushed off the route or he can't physically make up for that gap in, in size. One of the things you can do is play with more physicality at the line of scrimmage or throughout the route. And of course, in run defense, you can't get steamrolled. He does play hard against the run, but playing hard can only get you so far sometimes. So 185, I think, is reasonable based on his frame. But if you get to 187, 189, anywhere in there, I think is reasonable. But as a coverage corner, he's already really good. So that's why he comes in at number 10. And I don't think that even with Manny Diaz wanting to play with five defensive backs over the last couple years at Miami... I don't think that that's going to really play as much of an impact into what Penn State, as a, as a team, wants to do on defense. Because I think that they're going to want to play with three linebackers. So we'll take a look at a couple of those guys coming up in just a little bit. Coming in at number nine, Adisa Isaac coming off his injury this previous offseason. So he should be good to go during the uh, this period in Penn State football with the winter conditioning. Now, if somebody tells you that they know anything about Adisa Isaac as a pass rusher or as a, as a Penn State football player, let me tell you, they don't. Because we, don't, we have seen very little of him throughout his time at Penn State. In two different seasons, he's been a rotational player. And his main season where he played was 2020. We all saw what sort of year that was. So, not to say it doesn't mean anything because people get mad at me when I say that. But it, it's just hard to really evaluate. 311 career snaps, 158 pass-rushing snaps. That's it. That's not a lot of pass-rushing snaps. Uh, he's listed at 6'4", 244 on the roster, and that is simply not big enough to play defensive end in the Big Ten, not only as a run defender, but even as a pass rusher. What we do know is that he is a speed rusher. He is a quickness. He's burst. He's those things. But if he wants to be this year's Arnold Ebikiti, and it's funny that he's been on the roster for four years now – But because we don't really know a ton about him, and he hasn't produced a lot on the college football level, he might have a similar impact of a guy that shows up and is a lead pass rusher and produces at at a team-leading rate. To do that, you just can't be 244. You've got to be legitimate 250, and that's a walking-around weight. Nada, I had a big breakfast, chugged a bunch of water, and then stepped on the scale. You've got to be legitimately strong 250-252, somewhere in that range to play defensive end and to be an effective pass rusher, let alone a guy that plays in run defense. The rest of his game, whether or not he uses his hands well, whether or not he can uh, penetrate and get into the backfield as a run defender, the physical part is one, but we have no idea about any of that stuff. And if he plays in 2022, we're going to learn all together. All right, coming in at number eight, another injury player that I think this is very important for in the offseason, and I am much more certain about that, is Noah Cain. No one's going to convince me that Noah Cain was healthy in 2020 or that he was any version of the guy we saw previously, even before he got reportedly nicked up in the middle of the season. In 2019 versus 2021, check out these numbers. These are the broken tackles in 2019. The Noah Cain you love and remember from 2019 20 broken tackles and 3.25 yards per carry after contact. And remember in that season, he also missed time with a leg injury and he put up those numbers this season. He got injured again and the bottom fell out for his production. So looking at these numbers in 2021, six broken tackles and all the games he was in on uh, in the football field. Like that's, 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 that's rough. And then for his yards per carry after contact to put these in context, his 1.75 from this off se- from this last season, a good, like an average number of I fell forward when I was tackled is two. He's at 1.75, bottom of the Big Ten, bottom of running backs in college football. He did not have a chance, in my opinion, seeing the fact that he was not uh, cleared for contact in the spring and he was finally working in the summer, he did not have enough time to really reinvigorate his lower body strength and his legs after two serious lower body injuries. This off season, I know he got nicked up in the season, but he did finish playing football. So he's good enough to go. As long as there are no unknown off season surgeries that happened, he should be in winter conditioning, and he should be getting back to that guy. I firmly think that there can be a resurgence for Noah Kane in 2022 because he can get back to being that guy if he gets some of that leg strength back. Again, that happens in January and February. You build muscle in the off season, not in the ramp-up to training camp. That's not how that works. So you can maintain those things, but you're not growing, you're not doing what's called hypertrophy during the season or in the immediate preseason. He can do all of that now. And that's going to be key for him to stave off a guy that looks like a young Noah Kane in Catron Allen. So those young running backs that are in the room, he needs this offseason to maintain his spot on the depth chart because there's some talent coming in and he has struggled to produce on the football field. And I do think that's a good place for him to rebound this offseason. Coming in at number seven, a guy that needs to get bigger, but I think can still be successful even if he doesn't, but it'd be very good for Penn State if he took his step forward physically, that's Jalen Reed. You saw it in the bowl game when he tried to tackle K.J. Jefferson or when he took on run uh, defense assignments in the box. He's just not big enough physically, kind of like what I talked about with Daquan Hardy. You can be big, but you got to play big. And at 209... He's the right size, but this is about strength. Functional strength, that comes down to a little bit of uh, tenacity, that comes down to a little bit of confidence, and those will both go along with him getting more comfortable on the football field, but the three missed tackles, 41 run snaps, it's a very small sample size. I wouldn't take too much from it. He's got great promise, but for him to be that number two safety and to be that boundary safety that comes off uh, on the field first, he's got to take a step forward physically, and, and for Penn State to not have too big of a dip with uh, production at that safety position from Jaquan Brisker who you're not going to replace, but you can find similar skills to Jalen Reed presents all those things. He just has to make sure this offseason that he's putting in the work to physically get stronger and change over some of that body size and body composition to be stronger and more physical in the, in the, in the box. And then, in coverage, have more burst and speed to the football. Everything I've seen I like from Jalen Reed, and he can be a good coverage player even without a drastic change in his body. That's why he comes in at number seven. Coming in at number six, I might have put him too low on this list just because I don't want to be that guy. You know, when you get a player you like, you just like watching him. Um, you tend to talk about him too much. But legitimately, Penn State needs help with defensive tackle. Jordan Vandenberg fits a lot of what they need. Three run stops on 33 run snaps, the opposite of what we saw from Daquan Hardy, where he was on the field only a little bit, but was very productive in those times. So I'll explain this. Run stop percentage is the number of snaps you're on the football field, and then the number of plays you make while you're out there. He made a stop on 9.4% of his run stops. That's second highest on the team, and the only player even close to 10%. Number one was P.J. Mustapher, and they didn't have him for the second half of the season. It was a big problem for Penn State's defense. Coming over from Iowa Western Community College, six foot three, two ninety-two. Got here late last year. This is the fourth time I've said this in two weeks. This offseason, getting bigger and stronger, getting in the weight room, being closer to two hundred or three hundred and five pounds. That's important. I think he's a naturally strong football player. So being at three oh five, he could even maybe play uh, the the two eye technique, the nose tackle role. He can play either in this defense, but to have that versatility, he does need to be a little bit stronger because the other half of that is his PFF run defense grade. That's the play-by-play snaps, not just the stats. He did struggle, especially in that bowl game. So sometimes when he was up against double teams or he's up against a single block where his feet was run a little bit, he did lose those. Extra power in the lower half, filling out his frame to accentuate his natural strength. Some of these defensive tackles have to work out. And he's number six on the list because he's pretty close already. Coming at number five, speaking of a need for Penn State football, six foot seven, Jimmy Crist. It's really important that Penn State have some offensive linemen step up this off season. And for Crist at six, seven, he came in at 295 pounds. He's currently listed again on the roster at 305, whether that's accurate or not, that is the number we're working with. But to be, Fill out his frame based on what I've seen from him in person at uh, at practice and some of the things I've seen from him on film. It needs to be about 315 to 320 because as a run defender, he did have a good amount of promise as a high school senior where he was physical, nasty, showed the want to. Now, he's been working on the technique and all of those things in the offseason, but to physically be able to do that to college defensive ends and linebackers, you need the requisite strength. And because he's 6'7", and one of only three players on the roster that is 6'6 or taller, he is absolutely a tackle, which is what Penn State needs more of. So, if he can fill out, especially in the lower half, where he's not going to be top heavy at that point, fill out his body completely, have better, better flexibility and bend and power in his lower half, now we're talking. That's sort of a best-case scenario for Penn State if he's able to take that step now as a redshirt sophomore and, and be a factor at that position. Maybe he is, maybe he isn't, but it will absolutely start in the weight room this off season. He's a pretty important guy, but he's coming in at number five because I don't know that even if he does, with Caden Wallace established there two years now as a tackle... It'll have to be proven that he can then unseat that guy. Coming in at number four, Jamari Budden. Six foot two, 215 as a linebacker, as a freshman. That is what he was listed to in high school. Currently 221. He projects, just based on his size and what Penn State likes from those linebackers at the same position, to be about 6'2", 230, mobile and athletic in coverage. So this goes back to the Daquan Hardy conversation of, this is the guy that has to work out for Penn State. Either that or they get a transfer. Because there's nobody else on the roster that fits the mold of what they've been doing over the last couple of years of having a linebacker be that 11th defender. If you've heard me talk about that, it's just whoever plays in the slot is your 11th defender, whoever makes your defense whole. Budden is the next guy in line, and we've seen them play redshirt freshman at that position, but is he ready for it? That's going to be the question. That's going to what we're going to find out and he's got to get up to that physical size first before we can say from the play perspective that he can then step on the football field. So that is number 4. We're going to get to one more guy before we get to our honorable mentions and then we'll get to our top 2. Coming in at number 3, another defensive tackle Devon Elise, 36th ranked out of 39 Big 10 tackles when it comes to PFF's run defense grade. This is purely because he is a younger a uh, smaller player at six one doesn't have overwhelming size, so he needs to play bigger and stronger. To be a nose tackle, which is where I saw him playing that that 2i nose tackle, he needs to, with his frame, be closer to 310 or 315. Now, again, because he's, he's a little bit squattier, don't think he's going to be 320. That would be maybe even counterproductive based on his size and the way he should play to still be active and, and, and mobile. I don't think he's going to be 320, 325. He's not an actual true lineup on the nose of the center nose tackle. So 310, somewhere in that range, stronger, able to hold up against those double teams. That's what he needs to be able to do. Thrown in a little bit earlier and more often than he should have been this season. And that's a theme for a lot of defensive tackles that we're going to talk about today. Honorable mention on our list. Get to them before we move on to our top two, who are two of the more important players this offseason when it comes to winning in the winter workouts. The number one honorable mention is Jonathan Sutherland. Going back to our conversation about the Sam linebacker and that slot position, James Franklin said he's going to play linebacker. That Sam position is, is his future at Penn State. He's 201 pounds. He's five eleven. He's a safety. There's no guy that looks like him in the NFL that plays that position that way, at least as a true linebacker. So if he's going to make that conversion, in one offseason to get up to 230 pounds is is a lot to ask. So as big as he can get, but that's why he's on the list because I don't know if that's a viable option. The next two are Hakeem Beeman and Amin Vanover. What position do they play? Are they defensive ends? Are they defensive tackles? With Adisa Isaac's injury, it seemed like both guys were candidates to then replace him at defensive end. Keen Beeman didn't even play this year. We weren't given any reasons as to why. We can speculate all we want, but with the transfer portal and all that, you can speculate any way you want about any player. What position do they play? And uh, that would determine whether or not they need to get 20 pounds bigger in this offseason. I don't know. So that's why they're honorable mentions. But as always, everyone needs to get bigger, faster, stronger in football. So we'll throw that out as a caveat of those last two. Okay. Our top two players that need to get bigger, faster, and stronger in 2022 during winter workouts. Number two, quarterback Christian Veyu. And yes, I'm cheating because it's, it's not like he has to be strong and physical, and I don't think anyone wants him to be the leading rusher for Penn State football. I threw this in here just for fun, basically. Missed forced tackles against Rutgers. He had three of those. That's a good sign. He's shown good burst as a runner on those quarterback keepers and read options. But really, this is about mentality. The quarterback has to compete and lead in everything. Even in the weight room, especially in the weight room, that's how you get leaders. That's how you get your whole team to buy in and to and to really put in the work. Because your quarterback who who is his job is to throw the football and he's in there he, and he's outlifting other players. That's the sort of leader he needs to be because he's competing with the ultimate leader, Sean Clifford. Whatever you want to say about his production, Sean Clifford has been a great leader for Penn State football as a team. So for him to compete with and to try and get that starting position from Sean Clifford. He absolutely has to get a little bit bigger and stronger this offseason. I'd say not even a little bit. He's got to transform himself into a veteran quickly. He's got to kind of beat the curve of where he should be. So getting up to 215, 220 pounds, if you can manage it and, and looking the part, he's going to have to check every box to unseat a guy that's been the starter for the coaching staff for going on this. Now I believe is 20, four years now this will be his his uh 2019 2021 20, yeah fourth year Dude, it feels like it's been 18 years watching sean clifford i feel like i've been evaluating him his entire life going back to his high school career so christian Veyu to unseat that guy who's been a part of the penn state culture since his senior season it's gonna take a lot it's gonna take everything and that's why him uh, progressing physically this offseason is incredibly important to him winning the starting quarterback position. And the number one guy that for him and for Penn State has to take a step forward in the weight room, and a big one, that would be defensive tackle Kaziah Izzard. Now, Izzard, as much as Elise was in a similar situation, Keziah Izzard really was a bit out of a merry-go-round on this is this is a little crazy. In high school, he was a defensive end. 280 pounds he got up to 215 in his redshirt freshman season and into this last season that's what he's listed at right now to uh play the way he needs to he needs to be about 310 315 pounds he he didn't have that strength last season so go back to this so you can see this just as a reference uh there were only two players worse in run defense than devon ellie's in the Big Ten last season amongst defensive tackles. One of them was Kaziah Izzard, who was 39th. So that size, that strength, that he didn't have a chance to get in the offseason, going from 280 to 295, he needed to go from 295 to 305 or 310 as that three technique. That's what he's got to do this offseason. Because we've seen what happens when he doesn't play at that size. And he doesn't have that strength. He's got really good games. I have, I have, going back to his high school evaluation, thought he has a lot of great talent to be a really good three technique, really good quick penetrator that can uh, disrupt the offense with his ability to beat blocks. But we saw he couldn't do it at 295. So the last puzzle piece has to come in and that is getting up to a little bit bigger weight, having a little bit stronger, more thick frame. And we saw even last year, he looked undersized for his frame. So all of it can happen this offseason. And for Penn State, we are listing a bunch of defensive tackles here that need to get bigger and stronger. And the other guy that's coming back in P.J. Mustafer is coming off what is a serious injury. So somebody needs to step up and be the guy at defensive tackle. And Keziah Izzard has a lot of talent and he's got the, the most clear path with his abilities and his size to make that happen. That's why he's coming in at number one on our list. Is there somebody you wanted me to put on the list? You want to yell at me? The comments are open. Leave a comment about who you think should be that guy. And if you want to talk to me directly, sign up bluewhiteillustrated.com for just $1. You get 12 months of access and you can get into our message board or our premium forum where you can ask me questions and we'll talk about Penn State football, which is what we all love to do is talk about football. I'm your host, Thomas Frank Carr. One last, last thing. If you're listening to the outro music, you like the video. So give it a like and move on with your day. I'm your host, Thomas Frank Carr. Don't worry. We'll be back tomorrow.